Welcome to The Gem Show, where we share stories that have helped us understand the world of gems and gemology, hosted by Julia Griffith and brought to you by The Gem Academy. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gem Show with me, Julia Griffith. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that I've only recently learned about, but after speaking to a number of specialists on the topic, I've realized that not many people know about it at all. And I'm referring to HPHT lab-grown diamonds that have electrical conductivity, despite being near colorless. I'll tell you now that this is not the expected result for any near-colourless diamonds of any origin. But because of this, these diamonds will give a false reading on diamond testers and will identify as synthetic mosinites instead of diamond due to their electrical conductivity. So this has big implications for anyone that relies on diamond testers without using observation or even just anyone who uses them at all because it can throw us off and give us an incorrect identification and all gemologists and people who handle diamonds should be aware of these stones so that they don't make any mistakes. Before we get into it I need to tell you that this is not new knowledge but it's also not common knowledge. So this explains why I was like, what? And maybe you're now feeling something similar. So I only found out about it because I was doing really extensive research for my new course on laboratory grown diamonds, which I'll give you a little promo for later. Let's start by talking briefly about how diamond testers work. So there are two properties that are utilized in diamond testers that can help separate diamond from its imitations, and that's thermal conductivity and electrical conductivity. So diamond has excellent thermal conductivity, and that's different from pretty much all of the simulants. The simulants often have poor to average thermal conductivity. So a thermal conductance test easily separates diamond from all the imitations except for one, and that's synthetic mosinite, which is also a very good conductor of heat. To separate out the synthetic mosinite, we then use electrical conductance tests, um, and these will separate these two materials because synthetic mosinites conduct electricity and diamonds do not. There is one exception to this, and that is a particular type of diamond, which is the type 2B blue diamonds. These are semiconductors of electricity due to their boron impurities in their crystal structure. The most popular and common diamond testers are those that test for both of these properties at the same time. These are called multi-testers and they're very popular because they can identify all of the diamond imitations. And if they're used correctly, they are extremely accurate. So they are depended on by a number of people within the jewelry trade. When it comes to lab-grown diamonds and how they do under these diamond tests, well, lab-grown diamonds are diamonds. 
So they have essentially the same chemical composition and crystal structure as natural diamonds, and therefore they share the same properties. So when they're tested with a diamond tester, they should respond the same to natural diamonds because they do have the same thermal conductivity and they should have the same ability to be an insulator for electricity. But it turns out that this isn't always the case as some near colorless lab-grown diamonds grown by HPHT methods also conduct electricity. So to explain why this occurs, we need to look into the HPHT synthesis method. In HPHT synthesis, along with the standard ingredients that go inside a reaction cell, so the diamond crystal seed and the metallic flux and the carbon source, there is also extra additives that are commonly used by different producers. And everyone's got their own secret recipe but these different additives can dramatically affect different aspects of the process. A common additive that is used is boron oxide. And boron oxide is often put into the reaction cell specifically to lower the pressures required during HPHT synthesis. So as a side effect, you see where I'm going with this, the boron can wind up as a minor impurity in the growing HPHT diamond. And this is why they are electrically conductive. Now the resulting lab-grown diamonds can show a bluish tint. This is really subtle and is often referred to as a blue nuance in the trade. But this is an indicative feature of diamonds grown by HPHT methods. So these diamonds are near colorless or even colorless as the levels of boron in these HPHT diamonds are exceptionally low. So low that these diamonds are often still classed as type 2A diamonds, which refers to diamonds that have negligible impurities. They're also sometimes referred to as type 2B colorless diamonds or low type 2B diamonds. Now, it seems to be that if they are near colorless, so have any equivalent color grade to G or below, and if they also show the blue nuance, these are the ones that are most likely to have electrical conductivity. Now, it's hard to say how many colorless, near colorless HPHT diamonds have this property of electrical conductance. But according to research by GIA, we know that approximately 70% of colorless to near colorless HPHT diamonds are in fact these type 2A diamonds with low levels of boron. And we know that approximately 25% show a faint tint of color, so a class is near colorless. And as I mentioned, these are the ones that might show that blue nuance and therefore have the potential of having electrical conductivity. Now, according to another article, which is uh, another one by GIA, Gems and Gemology, Spring 2014, out of a bunch of diamonds that they tested that were HPHT synthetics, they found out that 87% of all the diamonds that had the blue nuance were in fact electrical conductors. 
Interestingly, this study also showed that some greenish-yellow HPHT diamonds also had electrical conductivity. That's likely because there will be a mixed diamond type, 1B and 2B, so still contain boron. And also, and I don't know why this is, but their results also showed that some yellow-tinted diamonds equivalent to an H color grade also showed electrical conductivity. So that's a bit more scary because I don't know why that is. But based on all these figures, we could throw a guesstimate out there of 20%. So 20% of all colorless to near colorless diamonds grown by HPHT synthesis have this potential of being electrically conductive, which is one fifth. So that's quite a high number. Now, the data that I'm taking all these figures from is four to six years old. So it is very much a guesstimate that I'm throwing out there, but um, it is kind of backed up. If you look at lab-grown retailers and look through their stock at their HPHT diamonds, a number of them do show this blue nuance. And if you can see a report, a diamond report that belongs to those diamonds, often it will be listed as having a blue nuance in the comments as well. So this kind of backs up that these stones are out there. So why is this a big deal? Well, if there is a chance of having this false reading on a very commonly used diamond tester, and if not many people know about this exception to the rules, then the chances of misidentifying these diamonds and believing that they are cheaper alternatives are pretty high. So if you are relying on diamond testers and not backing up the results with observations, a number of us could run into problems. Maybe not right now, but when lab-grown diamonds start coming back onto the second-hand market and people are using testers to help identify them, we might completely misidentify these stones. So please spread the word and share this podcast so that we're all in the know. I mentioned earlier that I have a new online course on laboratory-grown diamonds. It's comprehensive, it's detailed, it's full of videos, animations, cheat sheets, and breaks down everything into sizable chunks of information. If you're interested to learn more, go to thegem-academy.com where you can preview some of the lessons, see the curriculum and also get some really awesome discounts before the full course launches in December. And that's it for this episode. I hope that you found this information as interesting as I do. Please share and I hope you tune in for next week's episode. you wish to share any of your stories that helped you understand gems and gemology that little bit better please go to thegem-academy.com forward slash gem show thank you for listening please tune in on monday for the next episode of the gem show